Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. Today we have a special guest with us, Dan Davis, my husband. We've been married for 30 years and he has been studying on the book of Philippians chapter four, verses four through eight. And he's been talking a lot about these scriptures during the evening and what they mean to him, especially during this pandemic season that we find ourselves in. So the more he was talking, I wanted to invite him onto the podcast and share with everyone the revelation through his study and reading and through the Holy Spirit speaking to him, what he's come away with. And hopefully it will encourage you if you're facing worries, concerns, anxieties during this uh, stressful season that we all find ourselves in. So I'm going to turn the microphone over to Dan and throughout the podcast, I'll be asking him different questions to uh, provoke us along. Well, glad to be here. It's a treat to be doing this podcast with my wife and glad to be with all of you uh, on this podcast. With Philippians 4, 4 through 8, I've always liked verse 8, but as I started studying Philippians and came to verse 4 in understanding this time of COVID, I thought the verses were very, very appropriate. So I want to start off by reading the scripture verses, and then we'll go from there. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And so again, Philippians 4, verse 4 through verse 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So as I was studying this out, the thing that stood out to me the most was anxiety. And during this time of self-isolation and COVID, there's a lot of anxiety going on, a lot of worry, a lot of fear. And and with my own situation, and some of you may or may not know, my wife may have shared in the past, I went through a kidney transplant some 12 years ago. And so I have to take immune suppressants to keep my immune system from rejecting my brother's kidney that he gave to me. And so I am one of those, what the world would consider a vulnerable individual, but I've had a sense of 
peace and a sense of comfort because I've stood on the word of God. And this set of scriptures, I believe, has been instrumental in keeping that peace within me. And I'm hoping it does the same for you. So one of the things that I wanted to share is the word anxiety or anxious. First, we can see in the scripture that anxiety does exist because Paul is talking, be anxious for nothing. So he's talking about something that exists. Anxiety exists, but do not have anxiety. And really, if you study through, you'll find that anxiety leads to other things. Like I mentioned a minute ago, it leads to worry and concern and ultimately fear because we start to get concerned about what may occur. We start to look down the road of future and start to, in our own mindset, focus on those things that could occur. They're not even happening at the moment, but we start to think about what might happen. And that's where we start to get concerned and start to get worried. And the word, if you follow the scripture all the way through and really meditate on it, it really tells us how we're supposed to handle it. Again, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, first thing we should be doing is the next next word, which is prayer. We need to be praying to God. We shouldn't be looking to the government for our resources or the, the neighbors we have or the local government or the community we live in for our source. They will let us down. But when we pray and we pray to God, he will answer us. Along with that, it's we need to make our requests be known. And when we make those requests, we need to speak those out in prayer. And so it goes on to say that we need to do that with thanksgiving in our heart. So it's not, well, gee, I hope God does it, but it's with a faith. We need to have a faith that we know God hears us and God is going to answer us in his timing and in his way. So we have to trust him. And then we have to relax and receive the peace, knowing that God has heard us and will answer us. So we have to not worry about trying to control the situation and allow the situation to control us or imprison us, but we have to allow God to free us. Can I stop you there for a moment? I love that you used the word relax, because I think that that is the same as rest, because relax is something we can relate to. We see rest in the scripture a lot. We're supposed to rest in him. We're supposed to rest and have peace. And that's really even kind of what these scriptures are talking about is being in that place of rest with the Lord will will lessen the impact of the anxiety, the fear, the worries and concerns that we have. So to term it as relax, I think we can relate to that a little better. We need to relax. So not to stir you and steer you in a different direction, but for yourself personally, when you find those things, because something that we want to point out is just because you're, we'll all have anxious thoughts. We'll all have things that pop in our mind or our heart that cause us concern, cause us worry, but we don't stay there. We don't let that overtake us. And that's what Dan is talking about. Don't let, we're all going to, so don't beat yourself up for 
having anxious thoughts. It's what you end up doing with those anxious thoughts that um, determine whether you'll stay in that place or even the anxiety will get worse or you can step back and relax and rest in the Lord. So for yourself personally, Dan, when you find those anxious thoughts trying to uh, battle against the peace of God in your mind, what are some things you do to step back and get in a place of relaxing and resting in the Lord? Well, and it may be a cliche to answer this way, but it is a truth. And it's really meditating on God. Just if nothing else, say in the name of Jesus to get your mind off of the anxiety and get your mind on who actually is in control. And then reciting the word of God, there's multiple different verses that you can go back to cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. God calls you to take those anxieties and give them to him. He says his burden is light. Cast our burdens and give them to him and take on his yoke, which is light and easy. There's multiple different things you can do. There's, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord in Jeremiah 29, 11. Know that he has the plans and he does not wield and, um, and, and make the universe evolve around us to only destroy us and, and bring us down. That's the enemy that's trying to do that. And the enemy wants nothing more than do you, for you to get anxiety and get worry and get stressed and get fearful because it's through that. And as I was mentioned in the control, it's through that and the control imprisons you, fears you, and it stops you from doing anything. And now you're fretting and it's just tearing you down. Whereas God is all about hope and he's about peace and he's about freedom. And, you know, it, it, you can study it out at some point, but with Isaiah in Isaiah 6, it's talking about how Isaiah saw the Lord sitting on the throne. And that was right after King Uzziah had died. And there was concern of what's going to happen next. And Isaiah had a vision and he saw the Lord still in control. We can't look to the government for our provision. We have to look to God. And that's what was happening with Isaiah there. He was looking at the king as opposed to looking at the true king, which is our heavenly father. So, and another thing I wanted to share about this is really our hope. Where does our hope come from? Our hope comes from the Lord. And so we have to look there instead of what a lot of people have been looking towards. They've been looking towards drink, you know, hey, I'm just going to wallow away in all this and I'm going to grab a, a case of beer and just kind of, you know, um, subdue it in that way or numb it. I'm going to ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist, which in one sense is not smart. I mean, we, we got to realize this, this um, coronavirus is real. So we've got to be smart about what we do. So ignoring it doesn't help. We, we can't minimize it either. Again, it is existing. It is killing people. And so for somebody like myself, uh, I'm not walking around in fear, but I'm not going out and just shaking hands and hugging everybody and doing things that aren't being advised. So I'm being smart about that. And then we can't, again, be succumbed by it. We have to make sure that we understand it but then give it to God and say, how would you have us go? And if you if you know Proverbs 3, where it says our path, you know, with God that we need to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So 
Think about that scripture and think about Philippians 4. They're very, very similar. You know, the it's going, we're going to receive the peace. He's going to direct our path. We have to trust in the Lord and then lean not on our own understanding. So the peace that surpasses understanding. God is all of that. Did he not create the heavens and the earth? Did he not bring you into existence and breathe life into you? Has he not provided for you in so many ways? And, and that's another reassurance as Linda had asked, how do I uh, overcome that concern and anxiety that may start to try to come upon me is I'll recount the things that he has done for me, the things that he has done for me and Linda, the things he has done for my family and the provision that he has done. And then we can grab a hold of that and count those blessings. The word says to do that, count your blessings. And so I, I'll do some things like that to, to help out. And then another area is we will get down this road and we'll start to think, if only. We'll start to use some of that thought process that, you know, um, maybe if we had done this or if we had done that or if, if we could do this or if we could do that. Instead of doing those things and, and second guessing what could have taken place in all of this, if we had stocked up on toilet paper before it all happened or whatever. None of those things necessarily matter. Look at what we already have. We already have Jesus in our heart. We already have the Holy Spirit guiding us and speaking to us. So we need to count on what we currently have and know where we stand with him. So if we go back to the scripture, I definitely want to bring out Philippians, again, chapter four, verse eight. When you start to worry, the other thing you can do is, and it says clearly in the scripture, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, which is the scripture, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Focus on God. Focus on who he is. Ask him. It says make your earlier in the scripture, make your request known to God. Ask him for that peace. Say, right now I've got anxiety. Um, some of you listening to this may have had a loved one uh, come down with COVID-19 or, you know, saddenly much worse, actually pass away due to COVID-19. And so you're gripped by it, perhaps. But God is... In control of all things. And first off, that person, if somebody passed away, they're now in heaven. They're with our heavenly father and they're rejoicing. And they're, they're in that great cloud of witnesses looking down and cheering you on to get through this. And for you yourself, know that God's in control. Know that he has you and he would not let anything hurt you. We can't overcome this. Philippians 4.13, if, if you go on to continue on with Philippians, you got Philippians 4, 4 through 8, and it continues on. And it then goes on to say that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there's nothing that we can't do and there's nothing that we can't overcome. We need to realize that the enemy's there to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to capture your thoughts. He can't capture them unless you give them to him. So if you take control of your own mind and your own thoughts by meditating on the things of God, he can't steal your joy. He can't steal your salvation. 
He can't steal who you are and the peace of God that lives within you. The rest of the stuff in the world, sure, but none of that really matters when you have God knowing that he is in control. So I just want to encourage you today that if you're feeling down, if you have anxiety, know that God has it. And so another verse in our scripture that I'm reminded of is Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And so I think it's very, very important. You know that God has good things in store for you. And to give you two examples in the Bible, I'm reminded of King Jehoshaphat. I mean, he was about to be attacked on all sides. There were three armies coming against him and he didn't know what to do. And I'm sure he had anxiety. But if you read that scripture and you read that story, you'll find that the first thing he did, just like what we're talking about in Philippians 4, 4 through 8, is he got into prayer. He got into worship. He he started to fast and seek God's will for, the, for this situation and trusted God. And he knew that God said basically, and this is, I'm paraphrasing here, that I've got this for you. And so he gathered the worshipers and he gathered their, the soldiers and he actually did something unusual and he put the, uh, the worshipers in front and they marched to the battle site where these other three armies were at. And when they got there, all the other three armies had wiped themselves out, that all the treasures were sitting there. So not only did he not get confronted with the attack or even a single person get hurt from that attack, but they actually reaped a reward for their faithfulness in God. And another person is Daniel as well. Daniel made his request known to God and it did take some time. It said the angel was battling in the heavenlies, trying to get his way to Daniel. And it was Gabriel that came in and took over the battle of that enemy so that the angel could make his way down to Daniel and say, God heard your prayer and your request the second you prayed it. So if there's nothing else, I would say to you in this, as you're facing or potentially facing anxiety during this difficult time of COVID-19, is pray to God, worship God, get in his word, focus on him. And I tell you, your anxiety will dissipate and your faith will rise in him. And I love the examples of King Jehoshaphat and Daniel, because I think sometimes we get frustrated when we put a petition before the Lord, we put our concern or our worry before the Lord And then we're frustrated when he doesn't move in what we consider to be a timely manner. And I really think this all, what Dan just shared about that, really does line back up with and come full circle back to Philippians chapter four, because that's exactly what he's saying to us in Paul is during Philippians, right? There's some keys here to live your life by, basically. So, right, it began out, like Dan talked about, rejoice in the Lord always, always. Highlight, underline, circle that word always in your Bible. It means rejoice in the Lord always. Not when it's going good, not when you don't have concerns and cares, not when you're uh, feeling pressure in your life. We are supposed to be in a state of rejoicing all the time in the Lord. And so 
this is a verse in chapter four that is repeated twice. And I was sharing this in a Bible study I teach that we pay attention when the Lord says something twice. And somebody in that class is currently attending college and they shared that their professor always tells them, if I say something twice, you better really pay attention. So think about that with the word of God. I've said it for years. If God mentions something twice in a a clumping together of scripture, in a subject matter, he's trying to really get our attention. So rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So he's basically saying, don't miss this point. And we forget about it sometimes. And we're like, oh, well, I want to be frustrated anyways. I want to be irritated anyways. And what we've done is we've given to our flesh in that moment. And by doing that, we are robbed of our peace. That's what takes place because we're told we're basically being commanded to rejoice in the Lord at all times. And verse six basically tells us, actually, let me go down to verse seven for a minute. It says, and God's peace shall be yours. That's a promise. It's a promise for us. God's peace in verse seven is a promise to us. As we don't stay in worry because we've already taken the action of verse six. I say all the time, there's so many promises in the Bible, but most of them require or put a demand on us of some kind of action. And so that's what it is here. We are promised God's peace in verse seven, but we are told what delivers that peace in verse six. In verse six, we're told not to fret, and I'm reading from the Amplified, not to have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Put everything before the Lord with thanksgiving, not with attitude, not with frustration, but with thanksgiving and continue, ask again, Every day, put it before him. If you have to do it three times a day, do it three times a day. Continue to make your wants known to God. That's what produces God's peace in your life, according to verse seven. And then, and by the way, it's a peace that transcends all understanding. It transcends all understanding. It doesn't make sense to the world. In other words, like Dan was sharing about his kidney. When you should not be in peace, you're in peace. That was us during that time for sure. So how do you you keep that peace? How do you keep that peace? Verse eight tells us, see, we go to the Lord, we rejoice always. Anything that we feel is trying to rob us of that rejoicing, any worry, any concern, any anxiety, any fear we may have, we put it before the Lord with a thankful heart. And then what do we do? We don't let our mind wander back to the concern, wander back to the worry, wander back to that that, uh, coronavirus that might be knocking at our door, wander back to the what ifs, the buts, the news that we listen to on a daily basis. We don't let our minds wander there. We take verse eight and we apply it to our minds. We train our minds to think this way. Every day we renew our mind in this area, right? Whatever is true, 
whatever is worthy of reverence and honorable, whatever is just and pure and lovely and lovable and kind and winsome and gracious, if it has virtue and excellence, if it's worthy of praise. My my Bible in the Amplified says, fix, fix your minds on these things. Set your mind on these things and your mind might wander, but reel it back in. You pull it back in and say, no, that doesn't line up with the word. And that's going to rob me of my peace that I've been promised because I gave it to the Lord. And then I will not be able to rejoice always. And something I want to go on that Linda mentioned as well. If you think about it, she was saying that all, and it's very important. If you look at, we were just talking about Proverbs 3 verses five and six, and it says, trust in the Lord with all. And then, as I mentioned, the cast all your cares upon him. That's first Peter five, seven. God's not sitting here saying, gee, you can, you can, yes, bring that to me. But if you're going to pray to me for toilet paper, that that's ridiculous. Or you can bring, um, if somebody passes away, sure, you can bring that care to me. But if somebody's sick, I don't want to hear about that one. Or that's too little. Or this is too little. He's saying that if you cast all your cares, if you pray to him always, if you, um, if you trust in him with all your heart, he'll take care of the situation 100%. All of it will be taken care of, not part and piece. He's not, his arm's not too short that he cannot save. He's not incapable of taking care of everything that concerns you. The word says that he knows and has counted every hair on your head. He knew you before you were born. He knows you now and he knows you throughout all time. His ultimate goal is for you to trust in him and eventually one day reign with him for all eternity, not part of eternity, all eternity. So if we just rely on him, if we just count on him, if we just stay with him, rest with him, abide with him, he will take care of us and he will give us that peace. The peace that Jesus had in the Garden of Gethsemane. After he went to God back three times and prayed, Lord, if it's your will, take this cup from me. But no, God had a plan for him and God strengthened him and gave him a peace to endure what he needed to endure. And that's what it will be. We don't know how this will flow out. We don't know the ultimate impact, but I have a peace that God's in control and that he's going to take care of my every need through this time. And so I encourage you there and I would just like to take a few minutes and and pray uh, with you over this Yeah, just one thing I want to add before Dan closes us out in a prayer. Uh, You know, we hope that this helps you during this season. We hope that this brings you some encouragement and some excitement and some joy back into your hearts and your minds, that this helps to reel your thoughts in, right? It's important, and I find it interesting that we're in the year of 2020. And in the beginning of the year in January, everybody was talking about vision. Everybody was talking about perfected vision, right? And what are we talking about right now to you, especially during the pandemic of COVID-19, to keep your focus in the right place, right? That would be 2020, wouldn't it? Adjust your focus in whatever area it needs to be adjusted in. 
keeping our minds focused on the things that they should be focused on, what we already listed, that will keep us in a place of peace, or as Dan put it, that I love, relaxing, we're relaxed, we're chilling, right? We stay in the spirit, we relax and rest in the spirit, and that results in no fear, and that results of being in a place of rest and a place of peace with the Lord. And so we hope that you're encouraged today. We hope that you're re-energized in the promises of the Lord. And if you've been in a stressful place, if you've been battling anxiety, which a lot of people have, that you will grab back onto the things of the Lord, refocus your minds, refocus your heart, and step into that place of rest that the Lord has for you. And so I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you now in this time of prayer and asking you and giving to you, Lord God, our concerns. Lord, your word says that you did not give us a spirit of fear, not a spirit of anxiety. You did not give us anything of evil thoughts or concerns or worry or stress, Father God, but you gave us a a spirit of, of power and of love and of sound mind, Father. So I pray for all the listeners uh, tuned in today, Lord God, that you would bestow that upon them, that peace that surpasses all understanding, Father God, that it will guard their hearts for each day forward, Lord God. And in all their concerns, they would put it at the foot of the cross and allow you, Lord God, to take those situations and to cast upon them your yoke, Lord, your peace, your love, and your rest. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.